1948, the United Nations voted to establish the Jewish state. That was over 65 years ago. How much has changed since then? There is not a chance that vote would go through today. This is John Billington with you for another edition of the Bible in the News. Around the world, anti-Semitism is on the rise at an alarming rate. Last week, Dave made it clear that the Vatican was certainly involved. In fact, we could say taking a leading role. Just today, in fact, it was reported in the Times of Israel that Pope Francis raised eyebrows on Friday by supporting the candidacy for sainthood of a French priest whose dossier was put on hold in 2005 because of his alleged anti-Semitic views, according to the French new, uh, sorry, according to French newspapers. In 2005, Leon Dijon, if that's how you say it, pronounce it, called anti-Semitism a sign of hope. The Vatican has said that you just have to take it in the context of the day. I'm not sure how that affects anything. Based on that, we could take Pius XII's agreements with the Nazis into historical context, and it's all okay. I think the difference is that at that time, the Vatican was happy to openly show their anti-Semitism, whereas now they feel the need to slightly cover it. Even FIFA, the world soccer body, was raising concerns about how the Palestinian players were being treated as they had to stop at checkpoints like the rest of the population. Never mind the fact that the checkpoints directly save Jewish lives. That's always conveniently forgotten. And MK in Israel got up in the Knesset this week and said, it is not politically correct to be anti-Semitic today, but it's super in to be anti-Israel. People used to delegitimize the Jews, and now they do it to our country, she said. Well, how about the Dutch travel advisory for its citizens traveling to Israel? It has the following warning on their website. Quote, Jewish colonists live in illegal West Bank settlements and organize, de- uh, and organize demonstrations regularly around and on the road. These colonists are sometimes violent. At times, these colonists throw stones at Palestinians and international vehicles, so be alert when traveling around settlements of Jewish colonists. Can you get any more ridiculous? If you have ever traveled in the West Bank, the last thing you're concerned about is Jewish settlers, or colonists as they call them. This is nothing short of calling black white. If anyone has bulletproof glass, it will be the Jewish car, And it's the Jews that live in gated communities for fear of attack, like the ones on the Fogel family. That attack was four years ago in 2011. Two Palestinians broke into the settlement of Itamar late in the evening and murdered five members of the same family in their beds. Both parents were killed and three children, the youngest of whom was only three months old. Three children survived. The attack does not, or sorry, it does stand out for its brutality. But many, many families in Judea and Samaria have lost family to terror. In fact, it's the one-year anniversary, it's around now, uh, of the deaths of the three teens that were murdered near Gush Etzion. Uh, they were Naphtali Frankel, Gilead Shair, and Elal uh, Yifra. Yifra? That was, uh, that was about a year ago. Unbelievably tragic uh, events. 
but cold-blooded murder in all of it. It was Canada's new foreign minister this week, Rob Nicholson, that said, We understand Israel's neighborhood is as dangerous as Canada's is peaceful. And I think that sums it up for most of us. We can't even come to imagine what it would be like to live in this part of, in, uh, in Israel and that part of the world. But many have a feeling in some way that the Palestinians are living under repressive conditions and that in some way it kind of balances things out, especially when Israel has the larger modern military. I think it is important to see how much the media is biased against Israel. You may think that you're not affected by it, but there is some truth in saying if you throw enough mud at the wall, some will stick. The truth is that if all you listen to is the BBC and CNN or news stations like it, you will be clouded in your outlook. I believe it. If you want to know what's going on in Israel, be sure that your list of sources includes israelnationalnews.com as a start. Well, if you really want to see black called white, then can you get it any better than at the UN? Last month, Ynet News reported that out of nine official documents produced from the UN's Annual Commission on the Status of Women report, only one of the UN's 193 members were, uh, were mentioned in regards to ongoing infringement of women's rights. Of course, Israel. You could laugh if it wasn't so serious. And there's more. Israel National News reported that Israel was condemned by a vote of 104 to 4 at the Human Rights Council in Geneva as the only country in the world that violates health rights. Again, so insane. Yet here's Israel with a history of offering treatment to its enemies, which the article points out, from the Golan to Gaza and Ramallah, and a country that sent aid to Nepal during the, uh, the recent earthquake. We know that from the prophecies that in the end Israel will stand alone until the inter, uh, intervention of, of the Messiah. So we cannot be really super surprised when we see this happening. That said, it still blows your mind when you see how mad the world is. When we come to Ezekiel 38, we have the picture of a northern confederacy of nations coming against my people Israel, it says. And the following words are from verse 14 to 19 of that prophecy. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, In that day when my people Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people Israel, verse 16, as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days when I bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me, when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. Thus saith the Lord God, Thou art he of whom I have spoken in old time by my servants the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them. And shall it come to pass, sorry, and it shall come to pass at the same time, when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. God's fury comes up in his face because of the treatment of his people. 
And based on that, I think we should all understand and be aware of the growing anti-Semitism and what is going on in Israel, and further to that, it should bother us to the core. Another note is that in the end, the United States is not there to rescue the Jewish people. Yes, there's nations out um, speaking out uh, against what's going on there in Ezekiel 38. You can see them. They're saying something. You can see that in verse 13. It says, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? It's lots of talk and little action. And I believe that in the end, the United States and the other uh, lion powers are unable to stop the advance of the northern power. That said, under the current administration, the U.S. is jumping on the bandwagon and turning its back on Israel in as much as they can. Just this week, Obama went on Israeli television and said, If in fact there is no prospect of a peace process, if no one believes there is a peace process, it becomes more difficult to argue with those who are concerned about settlement construction. More difficult for me to say, Be patient, we have progress here. Sorry, or, uh, sorry, uh, process here. He is ultimately upset because Netanyahu said that a Palestinian state was not going to happen anytime soon. The reality is that giving land for peace does not work. And more than that, Israel has no peace partner to talk to, to talk with. Uh, and trying to make peace with Hamas and the PA is like trying to talk nice to a rabid dog. And that is not an exaggeration. In the area under PA control, they are naming streets after terrorists. Seriously. It, the, they're naming streets after terrorists. And these are the people that you're supposed to be having peace with. It, does, it's, it, is, it is truly ridiculous. And as far as the U.S. and growing anti-Semitism in the West, it does coincide, I believe, with the Bible being thrown out of society. In the years leading up to Israel being a nation, you had many in positions of power who helped the cause considerably based on their love of the Bible and therefore God's people. People like Lord Palmerston, Winston Churchill, and of course, Lord Balfour, another Prime Minister of Britain, the man behind the Balfour Declaration. But beyond that, you go to figures, uh, sorry, figures at the top, you can go to ones that are little uh, little, little known in comparison, uh, Lawrence Oliphant, Ord Wingate, and there's more. There's ones that you don't know much about, and ones that are Prime Ministers, but all were motivated by the Scriptures, all were reading their Old Testament, and could see that this was God's people, and were excited to be involved in any um, re-establishing them back in their ancient land. Today there are some exceptions, and we've mentioned Canada in their uh, what Rob Nicholson said this week, and I think Canada will stay favorable f to Israel for as long as Stephen Harper stays as Prime Minister. But the other interesting news that came out this week was regarding Saudi Arabia. Long have Bible students looked for a softening in the relationship based on Ezekiel 38, as Saudi Arabia is actually in the territory of Sheba and Dedan. We read that uh, in verse 13, the Sheba and Dedan. It's the territory of Saudi Arabia. But it has been a long time coming, we could say, and many people would may never have expected it. 
Normally, Saudi Arabia likes to keep quiet any hint of working with Israel. But this week, it was announced that the two countries are working together on, of course, the Iran file. Not really surprising that they are talking together, but announcing it is a huge change, and in line with what we'd expect in the Bible. There's many angles to look at when we stand and when we stand back and look at the plan and purpose of God, and we may not know the day in which Christ will return, but of this we can be sure. We are in the era. The Jews are back on the mountains of Israel and are in need of the Messiah, and as do we all. May we be found ready and prepared when the day soon comes. We're going to end our Bible in the News uh, edition this week with the following words from Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and let us cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my hill, sorry, (laughs) yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Thanks for tuning in this week to another edition of the Bible in the News, and come back next week.